in a world where two men are about to record a podcast. The Jaded Old Men Podcast. Pretend like I just said something really funny. Actually, I'll be confused. I'll be like, did that come out of that? I thought you had the sense of humor of a potato. I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. What better way to enjoy a drive home, a jog, even a relaxing bath than by listening to something dense? (laughs) That's what we're going to do today is bring you some dense content. Guys, we're going to talk about leverage and specifically the power of leverage. And I'm excited about it because honestly, it's everything in finance. You guys are going to be the beneficiaries of some great information on how to capitalize on other people's money. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Firestarters, a streamline funding podcast. That's right. Yep. I'm Romney Navarro, your host, and I've got with me my main man to the right, Sean Harris. Don't have a title for him yet, but I think we're calling him producer. Uh, yeah. Color. That's pretty loose definition of the word producer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, friend, you know, guy in the room. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's very valuable, and I uh, appreciate you being on the show again with me, Sean, since I actually need you here to press press those buttons. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be here, man. Happy to help any way I can. I appreciate you, bro. So we're going to talk about a couple of things today, guys. And, you know, we we oftentimes have guests, and oftentimes those guests tell you a little bit about their personal stories, and oftentimes those personal stories lead to hopefully something that's not only interesting to you, but something that's relevant to your business. And today, we aren't going to get deep into the personal stories, even though I'm sure, like any other conversation, we're going to talk a little bit about stories, because everything here, you know, there's a story to everything. Yep. We're going to talk about um, about the business. We're going to talk about, today specifically, we're going to talk about the power of leverage. Use the force. Use the force, yeah. I mean, the force of leverage. That's right. Yeah. Is that a, is that a lightsaber noise? That's pretty close. Okay. Yeah, right. edit mine out. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, when we talk about leverage, I say I say the term leverage kind of loosely nowadays because I've been using that term for the last 15 years of my life. But oftentimes people either entering the space or maybe transacting from a different side of the table, call it the operators, the investors. They don't necessarily use the word leverage quite as frequently as I do. But I want to explain it to you because your bankers out there are definitely talking the word leverage and so are your investors, Okay. So when we talk about leverage, we're basically talking about the percentage okay, of a deal that a bank or investor will fund. Okay? I hope that was straightforward. No, that makes sense. Okay, so a deal costs $100 if a bank finances 
$90, they just financed 90% of the deal. So it was a 90% kind of leverage play. So basically, you mean using other people's money to make money? In that in that example, yes. For the layman like me. For the layman like you. Certainly, yeah. if, if you're looking to flip a little house and you're going to use somebody else's money, that's the leverage play. But you know what? I, I started with if, you, if it's a $100 deal, just $100, and you're a quote-unquote investor, and what I was actually going towards was your banker. But let's say your investor gives you 90 bucks, you still have to come up with something. Sure. And that number is? Um, 100 minus uh, 90. Don't make me math. It's 10 bucks. Oh, okay, 10 bucks. Leverage, guys. So here's, here's what's up. This is, this is leverage. So it's not the percentage per se. Here's, here is the, the power of leverage. For $10, you get $90. You have buying power now. You have $100 worth of buying power. I wanted to talk about that today because there's a lot of misconceptions in the marketplace about leverage. And there's a lot of different definitions. And that's really unfortunate because, you know, it's, it's, it's got a freaking dictionary definition. You mm -hmm. go to the dictionary and it says the base, something having to do with buying power. Um, but there are a lot of different definitions in the marketplace today. When I say the marketplace, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the hard money lending space. Uh, I'm talking about the overall kind of broader lending space. So banks, private lenders, hard money lenders, mortgage bankers, whatever it may be, they all have a slightly different definition of, uh, of leverage. And I kind of want to you know, break that down and boil it down to the essence, like what it really means. And then you could understand how it applies to your deals. There's a hundred dollar deal on the table. You bring 10 and I'll bring 90. Say that's my, my ratio for, for argument's sake. And it's not, but say that's my ratio. Somebody, some other man's ratio might be you bring 20 and they'll bring 80. Mm -hmm. Somebody else might say you bring 30 and I bring 70. I think you, you see the scale there. There's a different risk factor there. Typically when you're talking leverage, the, the less the least or the less amount of leverage you take. Is that proper English? The less amount of leverage? Yeah. Mm, that's fine. The least amount of leverage <laughs> you take. Um, We're not English majors here. Not even close. <laughs> it's actually, I'm an ESL guy. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. I, English is a second language. Yep. I, uh, I started speaking English in kindergarten, believe it or not. And he's not good at either of them, actually. So. <laughs> Suck at Spanish, too. <laughs> um, shout out to my Miami people. So we, we, we talk about leverage. When you kind of slide down that scale, the... The more leverage you take on, the more expensive the money typically is. For instance, that $100 deal, if somebody gives you $100, expect to pay an arm and a leg. Sure. Why is that? I mean, the, the ball down to the essence? I think I know. Go. Is it risk? 100% risk. And actually, that's not a play on words. I, I just backed into that. That person who gave the $100 on the $100 deal... is taking all the risk. 100% of the risk yep. in, in that case. Now... Move, move down the, the spectrum. Let's go to the 90% guy. $100 deal. Somebody says, I'll put up 10 if you put up 90. And the guy says, sure, I'll put up 90. That's 90% of the risk. That's leverage. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's leverage. The power of leverage is getting as close or as little into your, as, as little out of your pocket as possible to grab as much, to have as much buying power as possible. Well, let me ask you this. If the lender is taking more risk, does that typically mean that they're also going to be, they're also going to be charging you more money because of the risk return factor there? Absolutely. That, that's, that's everything. So the hundred percent guy is going to be the most expensive, expect to pay an arm and a leg. 90% is going to be a little cheaper. Yeah. 80% is going to be a little cheaper. 70, 60, 50, 40. Gotcha. Believe it or not, there's leverage up to about 20, you know, percent. Literally I'll bring five bucks if you give me one. 
That's real. That does exist. It's not necessarily the norm, but it does exist. Well, and also the 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 less leverage or or the less the investor is putting in, the more the borrower borrower has to come and and put skin in the game, right? Exactly. So, so they're they're more invested themselves, which is why the risk is different. It, it is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so the more the less leverage, the more you put in. So the goal is to create as much leverage as possible essentially to grow your investment. And I'll, I'll, I'll boil it down to, to this. A minute ago, we were talking about the numbers. And if you invest 10 grand in a $100, or excuse me, 10 in a $100 property, $100 deal, and you go and sell it for say 140, okay? You have $90,000 to your banker and $10,000 from you you have a hundred dollar basis. You have a forty thousand or forty dollar, excuse me, um, profit. You invested ten. You have a forty dollar profit. All right, that's four hundred percent return on your investment. Mm -hmm. Okay, fast forward. If you take that same deal, hundred dollar deal, your banker now says, "I'll give you eighty. You bring twenty. The same deal sold for the same price. So now it's deal's done. We sell for a hundred and forty. Real simple. You still have a $40,000 profit, but what you have is a $20,000 initial investment. So 20 Got it. into 40, that's a 200% ROI. Both of these scenarios are ridiculous. We're talking 200 and 400% ROIs. That's what it, whatever it is, it is. But I would rather 400%. Sure. And we're, we're talking about the riskiest part of what we call the capital stack, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. 200 and 400% is really what you need to be shooting for. Don't be shooting for 10, 12, 15%. Developers out there that are doing, you know, big deals know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a lot of risk in capital. The debt piece, guys like us, lenders, private lenders, whatever it may be, the debt is the first one on the capital stack. Capital stack, guys, is basically all the capital required to take on a project. Mm -hmm. So the debt piece is the senior piece on the capital stack. It is the first one in and the first one out. Sure. Okay. Um, then you've got your equity. Okay. So they're inside of debt for, for just a moment, just to kind of give you a little bit of a lesson on, on debt for two seconds. There's different types of debt and some of it is secured. That's when you get a mortgage, a deed of trust, a loan, whatever. When you get a loan from a bank, that's, that's secured debt. Then there's unsecured debt, which is not necessarily as common because when you are getting a loan, you typically are going to secure it. That's part of the reason you're doing a loan. But there's unsecured debt, which is basically saying, I'm giving you a loan and I'm next in line, but we're not going to secure it on the real estate. So you have a little bit more leverage. Okay. Great use of words because that's yeah. actually what it means. So right below debt comes equity. This is the money that you use. This is your lever, your, your leverage lever. Okay. So the equity is what's going to create the debt. Whoa. Sorry about that, guys. Um, and that comes by in the form of a couple different things. So equity is going to come by, by way of cash. It's going to come by way of collateral, or it's going to come by way of other people's money. Like you said, investor capital. Right. So, uh, so long way to say this, um, the, the capital stack is mostly going to be made up of debt, but you need some level of equity. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting the way that the, the marketplace is kind of I don't know if they're hiding the, the messaging. I don't know if they're trying to kind of uh, bait and switch, but it seems like everybody's got a different definition of leverage. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we call leverage. I'm going to break this one down well, pretty, pretty And that easy. was what I was getting at earlier, yeah. because it's a little bit confusing for me listening to you talk about it as compared to listening to somebody else talk about it, because we don't all agree on definitions, I think, in the sure. industry. Well, take a sip of your beer, uh, your okay. old strange land, peach, whatever, to, to calm down your nerves, because I know... Uh, if I'm confusing you, I'm confusing other people, but I'm not necessarily confusing other people, I don't believe, because of my message. I think it's just because there's so much kind of contradictory information hitting the There's the a lot of noise out there in the yep. marketplace. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm yep. active in every single private lender uh, circle in the country, and because I call it leverage one thing, that doesn't mean the guy next to me calls it one, the same thing. In fact, I would say if you get 10 private lenders in a room, you're going to have seven or eight different definitions. Mm-hmm. So I call leverage real simple. I'm going to, I'm going to break this down in case you're actually interested in financing a, a project. Let's say, let's say right now you've got a deal, you know, you've got one in your scopes. It's a little house or a piece of land or, you know, maybe something a little bit bigger. Something you want to build 50 something units, whatever, whatever it may be. You want to go and buy it for, call it $250,000. Of course, I did not use a simple number, mm-hmm. $250,000, and you're going to improve this piece of property. You're going to put, say, $500,000 into that piece of property. You've got 250 plus 500, totaling 750 okay? That's the quote-unquote nut. I hope that's the right use of the term. Hmm, so, careful. Yeah. Yeah, cut that one out, too. That's <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that. Dude, <laughs> equity, I mean, leverage is real simple. It's this. What percentage of the 750 or 750 will your banker finance? Are they going to finance 750? There is actually a place where they will. Okay, not necessarily a, it's, I used the term earlier, the land of milk and honey. It's kind of the land of milk and honey, but it's risky as hell. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily want to play there uh, unless it's kind of the, you know, that's that's your last option. Those guys are, those guys aren't here forever. Um, And frankly, those guys are not necessarily looking out for you. It's all about, the deal. Mm-hmm. So if you fail, they high five and you know they move on with their lives. So leverage, 750. Let's let's apply 90% leverage. This is actually what Romney would apply on a deal like this. Mm-hmm. $750,000. Um, I would apply 90% leverage. So basically I'm saying you bring 10%, Sean, borrowing from me, that's 75 grand. I'll bring the remaining 675. That's leverage. Okay. Now, my definition of leverage is based on those costs right there, the hard cost. The property does not at, does not increase in value because you have to pay a title company, you have to pay my my fees, you need to pay your cousin, you need to pay your realtor. The property value is a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar lot with five hundred thousand dollars in improvements. That's the cost. Let's go out there and create value. So what we did is basically set the cost basis at seven fifty, gave a loan off of that, and we jumped off. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have two different, this is really important, uh, again, especially if you're looking to take out a loan at any time on any of these properties. We have two different types of leverage points here. We've got two levers. We've got a high cost, high leverage. So I will give you a lot of leverage, ladies and gentlemen, a lot, but it's going to cost you more. And then I'll give you less leverage and it's going to cost you way less. So using the same example, I'm going to need a calculator, I think, for this one. 750, all right, that's the cost basis. If I lend you, if you bring $75,000 to the table, I'll lend you that money at 9%. If I'll you, take it. Exactly. That's hard money terms too, guys. So if you bring that money to the table, 75 grand to the table, I'll lend you, um, I'll lend it to you at 9%. Um, 
yeah, maybe it'll go to 9.5 because of this. Maybe it'll go to 9.2 because of that. We do have adjustments. You know, experience is definitely one of them. Size and scope of the project is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, background is another one. We, we look at two or three things that are very important to us. And that's maybe, you know, something for another episode. Let sure. me pull up my calculator here to, to come up with these numbers. So Yeah, and every deal is different, basically, is what you're saying. So one one deal might be worthy of 9%. The other deal might be 9.5% just because of variations in the asset and the borrower and a number of other different factors. Yep. So check this out. You just paid 9%, okay? And you had to bring 75 grand to the table. Here's here's That's the low cost, low leverage. Again, when I say 9%, I'm talking private money lending. It's, this isn't a bank. We're, we're betting that you are going to go out there and make that $750,000 deal worth 1.1. That's, right. that's the bet. So we're, we're taking a little bit more risk because it's all speculation, but we're, we're charging you a lot less. Now, I do have another option. This is not necessarily, I wouldn't say this is my least preferred option, but this is only for the guys who are really out there just kind of doing it, but it does work. And that's the higher cost, higher leverage option. So that same $750,000 deal, if you bring me 19 grand, that is 2.5% of the deal. If you bring me 19 grand, I'll give you a loan for $731,000. However, that's going to cost you 125 to 13%. You following the drift here? Yeah. So the more leverage, the more cost. Mm-hmm. And what, I'm, what I wanted to do because we started the episode was kind of get to that point. But I also wanted to explain what leverage is. Leverage is basically the percentage of the cost that you can get financed based on your initial investment. Okay? So I just gave you a 90% finance option and a 97.5% finance options. Those two things really exist. Um, the marketplace is calling it a bunch of different things. Some people are saying, no, I'm going to lend you money based on the $250,000 you paid for the lot. And that's it. Sure. Some people are going to say, I'm going to lend you X percent on the lot. And this is a real one. $250,000 lot. I'll lend you 60% on that. $500,000 in construction. I'll lend you 80% on that. Mm-hmm. First off, it's confusing. I, I guarantee you everybody listening right now is absolutely confused. I'm confused. Yeah, and I'm confused. <laughs> I don't, that, even, I don't even know what we're talking it's about. It's not now. unusual for me to be confused. Yeah, though, so. so you should see his face. It's, you should see his goodness. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> his face, his voice, his outfit, all of it. Oh, you don't like my shirt? <laughs> Dude. Um, Look at your shirt. You're, you're right. I mean, it's springtime. Yeah. Spring pink. Spring pink. So... Think about that for two seconds, man. If, if I'm confusing you, I'm confusing myself, I'm obviously confusing my audience. Um, I actually did that to prove a point. It wasn't because I'm just a confusing dude. I hope not, at least. Uh, every, you're going to have 12 different versions of this kind of same analogy or same concept you know, appear. Just keep it simple. What is the cost of a project? X. Put a multiple on that. Give it a, you know, a percentage that your banker will finance, and that's your leverage. Okay. So remember, guys, I have a 90% product. And I have a 97.5% product. You want to go a little bigger? You want to build a big multifamily? I have an 85% product and I have a 92% product. You want to get a little crazy and build a bunch of specs? I've got a product for that too. That's the, the power of leverage. I, I wanted to kind of go back to the example of the return on investment, however, because I didn't really spend a whole lot of time on that. I, I want to use a little bit more real number. And these, these are real. Okay, These are real. In fact, we're sitting in a conference room right now with a bunch of trophies on the wall. And they're not you know, literal trophies. These are just kind of case studies, deals that we've done in the past, deals that have worked out in our favor and our clients' favors. Mm-hmm. And I know this deal over here to the right is a deal in San Antonio. And the numbers kind of played out like this. 
uh, let, actually, I don't remember what street this was on because I would love to give it a name, but I remember the guy was awesome. Uh, Munich. It was in Munich in San Antonio. Um, the borrower was a killer, man. He was so good. He had, you know, he had vision, he had courage, and he was an operator. Like He had some expertise. Dude, yeah, total killer. So if you're listening, buddy, let's do another one. Um, Munich deal. He bought this property. It was very little, mind you. So, I mean, we're not going to tear the cover off the ball on this one, but I, I want to kind of show you that example. And I'm going to use round numbers, uh, not 102.7. I'm, I'm going to give you the, the roundest numbers. He bought a property for X and had about Y in repairs all in. He had $100,000, uh, $110,000 in cost. He had $110,000 in cost. He brought $10,000 to the table. Okay. So not, it's not always exactly 90% or mm-hmm. 92.7. It's, you know, there's, there's a scale and there's reasons for it. Yeah. He brought 10,000 to the table and we lent him a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. He went, and, and this is kind of where I was getting my original, uh, numbers from earlier. He went and sold his property after he renovated it and did his thing and just crushed it. He went and sold it for 140 grand. Remember he owes me a hundred and he invested 10. So he's in it for 110. He sold it for 140. So he created $30,000 in profit. All right. He's got $30,000 in profits guys. And he invested $10,000. What, what's his ROI? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, uh, welcome back. Math. <laughs> 300%. 300%. 300%. So let's move down kind of the road a little bit. He, he just stumbled across our office, a little private lending office. If he would have gone two, two doors down, he would have walked into, say, UFCU or one of these banking firms. Right. And what would they have done? Okay, let's, let's just kind of play this through for a second. Same deal. Still going to cost them $110,000 because X plus Y always equals Z, right? So it's going to cost them ten grand. Well, they're going to take, um, they're going to lend them eighty five thousand dollars because that's Mm. their leverage point right he has to bring 25 to the table great still a deal because you know what he's still going to sell it for a buck 40 so 85 plus 25 still equals 110 just like it did with my my hundred thousand dollar loan he's going to sell it for one hundred and forty thousand dollars creating thirty thousand dollars in profit now he's got thirty thousand dollars in profit and of course i'm using a calculator now because i wasn't prepared to do this all right what is his return on investment? And yeah. And can you get me a new calculator? This is bullshit, dude. <laughs> Goodness gracious. This is garbage. So our guy goes out there, makes 30 grand in profit. He invested 25 grand. He's basically in this thing at about 110% ROI. Still yeah. beautiful. Right. But we're comparing it to a 300% ROI that I just used two seconds ago. Mm-hmm. So he took less risk. I took more risk as the lender and I charged more than UFCU. I charged this guy 9.5%, I believe. UFCU would have charged them like 6%. But mm-hmm. where did he make more money? The answer is, well, I'll tell you what. The answer is absolutely, it, he will always make more money than a, with us sure. if, if, he, if the deal makes sense. Right. And that, that's a caveat that I didn't necessarily want to open up. But it's basically, if we approve a deal, it's because you're going to make money. Yeah. Right? And that's really one of the benefits and why, why people come to hard money lenders like streamline funding yep. is, is that that leverage is actually very beneficial, especially on a short term loan like that. I mean, that's probably the main reason if you're kind of kicking tires, that's probably the main reason. There's also the other part. I mean, once we do our second deal, now you're starting to get into kind of the the deep tissue stuff, the stuff that really just kind of blossoms a career and kind of, a you know, molds a, a investment strategy. Yep. And that's the expertise. 
Absolutely. You know, those are the additional resources. That's all those things. Um, when I say expertise, I'm like, you know, this guy found a great deal on Munich, I believe is the street that I called it. He found a great deal on Munich. Mm-hmm. Where's he going to find his next deal? Well, I've got a team full of salespeople trying to put out $100 million a month in loans. That's where he's going to find his next deal. Yep. Because they're finding the deals. They're ears to the ground. So that's what's up with leverage. Um, shifting gears a little bit. Uh, I think what we, we typically just kind of jump into details and have a little bit of fun. But let me, you know, I, I do kind of want to close the show with a little bit of fun. Sure. This entire kind of podcast journey, if you will, has been interesting. If you guys have been listening for a while, you guys realize that we were doing the Noble Capital Radio Hour. That's right. Uh, it's still it's still living on, and apparently it's flourishing, and which is great. And I can't wait to get back on that show and say say what's up to the guys. If we let you back on, uh, you know, <laughs> that's my ask. But this is, yeah, I guess you could say this is a spinoff of the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Kind of is, yeah. Okay. Um, and and you know, you just told me a minute ago that we're getting a lot of downloads, uh, even more so than the Noble Capital Radio Hour, and, and it's not yeah. a competition or anything. But I think that's a testament to talking about things that people care about. So kind of want to close with with this. And maybe, you know, you could you could turn it to as much fun as you want. But this is a, just a straight up ask. If you're listening to this and you have anything you want to hear about, hit me up. Hit me up personally. Hit my Instagram up personally. Hit me up personally on Facebook. Whatever you want. Reach out to Sean. Reach out to Noble. Reach out to Streamline. Because I only want to put out content that matters. You know, yeah. I, I remember one of our first episodes uh, – God bless this person, but we miss the mark. We, I, was, I was interviewing this guy, and the whole time I was like, what the hell am I doing? By the way, man, I, I guess there's, there's about 15 people that are like, is that me? Well, it's also really difficult when you're interviewing somebody about themselves and about what they do because you never know where that conversation yeah. is going to go necessarily, yeah. even, if, even if you're both prepared. But I will say that I have noticed that since we've been doing these episodes where we really kind of take a deep dive into the real estate market, the capital markets, the financial industry, and about what we do, mm-hmm. we've seen a lot more activity both on social media and people listening to the podcast. And I think there are people out there that are really interested in investing in real estate, but maybe don't quite, you know, understand it very well or how, how it works or how a company like Streamline Funding can benefit them. So again, go troll Romney on social media. There's some good stuff on there. And if there are some things that we talk about that you don't quite understand, or maybe some things we haven't talked about yet that you think we should touch on, we are open to, maybe we'll do a listener's question, listener questions episode, or just go go into deep into a a single topic that we know people want to hear about. Yeah. Today we talked about leverage and we just broke it down at an elementary school level. And we could talk literally for hours about leverage, I'm sure. Probably. And it's going to get boring because at at a certain point, it just kind of becomes circular. We talk about the same thing over and over because it's just one thing. Right. It's just basic. Now we could, we could add color here and there, but my point is this today we talked about leverage tomorrow. We're going to talk about, we have a plan. I'm not going to necessarily let the cat out of the bag, but I want it to be something that you guys care about. And, and that's kind of, that kind of comes full circle to, it's like at at the end of the day, what, what I've been trying to create at Streamline, the reason that this podcast even started is because we want to provide value be above and beyond just dollars. Well, and it's very educational. You know? Yeah, man. And let's it, let's talk about resources. Yeah, this is this could be a resource. Maybe it's not. Maybe you need some more, you know, information on permitting. Maybe you need some more information on budgeting. Maybe you mm-hmm. need some more information on hiring. Maybe you need whatever the hell you need. Let's talk about it. We've got the resources here. We've got the expertise in here. We've been doing this the same thing, not this podcast. No, 
Um, but this is about our 17th podcast, which is interesting because this is about our 17th, 18th year in, in, in business. We've been doing yep. this for a long time. We've seen a lot of hands. I had a, my old man, my old man died when I was 10 years at my dad, when I was 10. So I, you know, we, I only got to, yeah, to experience kind of life with him for a little while, but he told me something, um, that resonated and it didn't mean anything to me at nine years old, but, uh, he was teaching me to play poker. You know, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's telling of what type of guy my old man was. He was a awesome guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's like, I was like, and I would always lose. And he says, he's like, don't worry about it. The only reason I'm beating you is because I've seen more hands than you. There you go. And I'm telling you guys, we've seen so many hands. Uh, we've got an answer for, for a lot of things, maybe not everything. But a lot of things. Well, we've seen a lot of lot more of these real estate investment projects than, let's be honest, than most of the the hard lenders, hard money lenders out there, because we have been around for so long. And not only that, but we have the experience of the Great Recession under our belts, and we know what to look out for. And so, you know, we we bring a lot of that to the table. Boy, not to open up another can of worms, but you just said the Great Recession, and we are running a little late. But let me tell you this, guys. If you don't think we're at the top of the market, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not sure if we're on the, you know, the, this is the peak, be it on the upside or downside of the peak. This is it. Um, so two things. If you're holding on to highly speculative projects, um, especially, especially, and I mean this because it's going to affect so many people, and I want the people that are making you know, hey, to continue to make hay, especially if you're holding on to the high price point stuff, it's time to sell. It's time to sell. If you're no better time than to sell at the height of the market. Sure. Okay. And nobody could ever guess what that is, but everything is indicating that this is it. Okay. So time to sell a, but B, if you're buying anything, you know, that's small, uh, smaller, if you will, a little house, a small apartment building, you know, whatever, a small development that you could go into at the right basis. It's time to buy because the demand for that stuff as a result of, you know, remember the great recession, as you just said, yep. where do you think those millionaires moved when they lost their houses? They moved a level down or two. Yeah. So they're going to be buying the, in this case, $200,000, $300,000 houses. Yeah. So it's time to buy. And if I could help you in buying those, those investment properties in any way, I mean, this is what I do. I'd, I'd love to do it. I'd love to share the success stories. And, um, and I'd love to see you guys stick around in this industry for a long time because I'm not going anywhere. That's well, for sure. And, and we've been able to do it and we can help you folks out there do it too. Exactly. Well, Sean, we had no laughs. No, that's just because you're not a very funny guy. I know. Unfortunately. And you, you, just, you lose me with all the math. I cannot math. And that's, it, that's just... You should wear sunglasses. That was another thing my dad taught me about poker. Sunglasses. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. He was stone cold killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, uh, it, this is always fun. Remember, guys, we, we are a private money lender. We specialize in financing real estate investments, specifically for builders, developers, and investors. We bring high leverage to make your money move uh, mountains, essentially. Make yeah. the most out of your money. So let's, uh, let's do some business together. But if not, Let's keep talking. Um, I, I hope you guys keep tuning in because this is a labor of love in some ways. And, uh, and I couldn't be happier with the results and, frankly, the interaction and, um, and what we're building here together, Sean. So pretty good show. Not a whole lot of laughs because we kind of talked about something, you know, that was at the very least education. Well, this was down to 
business. There you go, baby. <laughs> That's what it's all about. But we will start taking a little bit more consideration of those requests that are being made on social and email. But yeah, reach out to us. We'll make we'll make the next show all about you guys. Maybe we'll even post something out there to see what you're interested in and Absolutely. have a QA. But until next time, guys, I uh I, I can't wait to to you know bring something new, bring some new fire. Bring the heat. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, until next time, we will we'll see you soon. This is Firestarters. I'm Romney. This is Sean. We're out. Peace. Yep. That's it for this week's Firestarter podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top. 